Welcome back to Meet at the Quarterback, a Minnesota Vikings podcast. My name is Hayes. I'm Andrew. Harrison is not able to join us on the recap of the Lions and predictions for the Colts game. Uh, Crappy Wi-Fi at his place. No hotspot. Can't figure it out. So nice job, Harrison. Uh, Sorry about taking so long to record. Are we doing a recap of the Lions or are we just skipping over that that? pathetic performance by Ed Donatel's trash can defense. Uh, I said we just acknowledge the great game that Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson had and ignore the awful game by literally every defensive player and uh, Ed Donatel. Yeah, it was it was a great game by Kirk. What was it? 425, two touchdowns. Jefferson broke the franchise record in receiving yards and you lost by 11? Yeah. Yeah, so... Shows you that there are weaknesses definitely in this this defense is is not good. So you're going to need a performance against a bad Colts offense to be able to prove to the league that I guess you can stop somebody because you haven't been able to stop anyone all year long. You're facing a ESPN analyst and Matt Ryan. So it needs to be a, it needs to be the win this week that, that, proves dominance over somebody in the NFL because you haven't been able to do that all year long and you need to do it against a pathetic Colts team. I would agree. I would say if you're going to see one of those convincing wins, it's either going to be this week or next week because I think the Giants are just not that good. Um, And the Colts aren't good. I mean, I'd say their defense is definitely better than their offense, but their offense ranks literally second to last in points per game. They have the worst turnover di- differential in the league. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what Matt Ryan can do for the Colts. Oh, yeah. It was just, yeah. Just jump right into predictions. Yeah. Um, I'll read off Harrison's Ooh. predictions. Um, so we'll just, I'll, I'll do Harrison's, uh, Kirk, and then you do your Kirk and I'll do my Kirk. So Harrison's got Kirk thrown for 315 yards and two touchdowns. So, uh, not, not as good as last week yardage wise, but he still got the two touchdowns and a sol- solid game for Kirk. Um, I have Kirk thrown for 244 and two touchdowns. So not as many passing yards as last week. Okay. 244, two touchdowns. Uh, I know the Colts have a relatively, they, they have a solid uh, secondary. Uh, I think it's like the ranked third in terms of yardage uh, in the league. So uh, that's why I have Kirk going for 275. Uh, so we all have Kirk throwing for two touchdowns against the Colts on Saturday, um, which is about what he's been doing all year long. So it's not out of the realm that he that he will do that. Um Harrison has Dalvin over 100, 102 yards and a touchdown. Dalvin was far from good last week. Um, what, what what were his numbers? 15 rushes like, for like... No, it was like 20 rushes for 40 yards or something maybe. Did he even have that many yards? It was, it was a really, really bad game. I know he had like 14 rushes for like six yards in the first half. Um, and you were facing one of the worst rush defenses in the league. But I saw a statistic... 15 for 23. Cook was 15 rushes for 23 yards last week. Harrison's got him over 100. I saw a statistic that said um, 
the Vikings are one of two teams that have their quarterback, running back, and wide receiver all in the top 10 of their respective categories, which is something to look at. Kirk's, I think, seventh in passing yards. I think Dalvin's sixth or seventh in rushing yards, and Jefferson obviously leads the league in receiving yards. So uh, 102 from Cook is Harrison's prediction. I have 120 and a touchdown for Mr. Dalvin Cook against the Colts. Um, yeah, I think he, he needs to have one of those big games. I just need to see consistency. I know we've seen the big games where he's over 100, but that's because he had an 80-yard touchdown or he had a 60-yard rush. His, it just You don't see a lot of games from Cook this season where he's just pounding it consistently the entire game. I'd like to see that. Um, I also have Cook going over 100. I have 113 and a touchdown. The Colts rank 6 in yards per carry. And I saw a stat that the Vikings, since Dershaw's been out, it's just been like terrible run like the run game like we've had 30 percent of plays where it's resulted in zero yards or negative which is like miles miles away from any other team um so with their shot back i expect the run game to be a little bit better and i think they're gonna lean on it a little more against a bad offense um just to kind of burn some clock and not hopefully they'll take a lead and not give it back to them um but we'll see i think Cook will have a little bit of a bounce-back game. I'm sure he's not happy with how last week turned out. Justin Jefferson. Harrison has J.J. Toppin 100 yards again with 115 and a touchdown. Um, Jefferson obviously coming off the best game of his career, and if it would have been even better had he not been ruled out of bounds on the clear touchdown. Um, but I also have, uh, uh, Jefferson over a hundred. I got him with 140 and a touchdown. So similar predictions from all of us so far. I don't know what you have for Jefferson, but all got Kirk thrown for two touchdowns. Do you have a cook touchdown? I did. Yeah. Cook touchdown and Harrison and I so far each have Jefferson over a hundred, uh, and a touchdown. I also have Jefferson over a hundred, um, and a touchdown. Uh, we'll see how much they used Gilmore on him. Gilmore's obviously still one of the better corners in the league, but they also have Kenny Moore out, and I think they said uh, there's another cornerback that was out. So, so hopefully they out. yeah hopefully they just get Jefferson involved early because that's usually how like most games that we win work. Uh, like you saw it against the Bears, you see it when he gets involved early, he'll have a good game. And then that way, like, teams can't really take him out of it because he just heats up, I feel. Yeah. So we'll see what Gilmore does, but 109 and a touchdown. Adam Thielen. Harrison's predicting about the same that Adam Thielen gets every single week. 52 yards. He does not predict an Adam Thielen touchdown. Uh, 52 yards for Adam Thielen. I'm around. I have the exact same. I have 52 yards from Adam Thielen. But the difference is I have Adam Thielen finding the end zone against the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, so 52 yards and a touchdown for Adam Thielen. For Thielen, I have him just going for 43 yards and no score. Okay. Um, Thielen's, it, it, he's getting up there in age. Jefferson's the main guy now. But I'd like his. i I'd like to see a little more red zone role that he used to play. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll see what he can put up against the Colts. And if they're... Secondary is as banged up as it sounds. It could be a big game for this receiving core, finally. 
So I, I like the prediction of Harrison's of 315. So I definitely think he could, Kirk could have another solid game like that. Uh, Hawkinson, uh, Harrison's prediction, he predicts 55 yards, so a little more than Thielen, but he does predict Hawkinson finds the end zone uh, against the Colts. Uh, I have Hawkinson at 59 yards, uh, no touchdowns. I have Hawkinson going for 80 yards and a touchdown. So okay. a good game for Hawkinson. Solid game by, by I'm not saying it. <laughs> Not a little girl. Um, Greg Joseph. Harrison has him missing an extra point. Ooh, three for four on extra points. Two for two on field goal. So he's got a high scoring game uh, for the Minnesota Vikings this weekend. Uh, three for four on extra points. Two for two on field goals. Um, I have similar. I have three for three on extra points and two for two on field goals. Greg's somewhat figured it out. He's making the kicks he needs to make. Um, I don't know. We, we're, I feel like we're just not really kicking that many field goals. Did we have a field goal last week? Um, no. It, it, the I score got all so. weird because of the two-point try and this Oh, I and think that. we did take one late. Did we? Because it was like fourth and 19. and we Yeah, I guess, something. yeah, we did. And he hit it. Um, so, yeah. What's what's your Greg Joseph prediction? Um, I said three for three from field goals and three from three from extra points. So, he'll be perfect. Perfect game by Greg Joseph. Uh, we need to see that a lot before the playoffs to really trust him. Uh, That's uh, at least my worries for the playoffs, I'd say. Well, an important thing to have in the playoffs is a kicker who can make extra points. And Greg Joseph has not shown that consistently throughout the year. You need to be perfect in the playoffs, and this team has not been perfect in a game yet this year, so it'd be nice to see it against a bad Colts team. But the Colts are coming off a bye, their teams are always weird when they play us when they're crappy and they have weird coaches and garbage can uh quarterbacks they always seem to just figure it out so i really hope that's not the case uh uh, tackle leader harrison has kendricks with eight i have harrison smith with nine coming off the injury he's expected to play or he is going to play there's no injury designation heading into the weekend um, do you want to pull up the injury report just to have later to see, I don't even know what to it talk is. about it, but I have Smith with nine. Who's your tackle leader? I have Hicks with 12. Hicks with 12. Jordan Hicks, the guy I will not miss if he's not back here next year. Um, I'd love to see more Brian Osimo. I don't. Saw him quite a bit last week. I, he's just, he's quicker. He, he's, he's. He's, I don't know if he's stronger, I guess, than Hicks. Hicks is a big guy, but we I've seen plays last year with the Cardinals where he's just getting eaten a lot. He can't guard a brick wall. Um, he, he's, he's just not. He and, and in this defense where it's the 3-4 and Ed Donatella is still making excuses on why there's no pass rush, you need a pass rush when you're in this sort of defense because it bend, don't break. You need to make the plays. You need to get the turnovers. You need to get the sacks. And there's none of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, where were we? Sacks. Sack leader. Harrison has two from Zadarius Smith. It's bold. That is bold. Uh, I have one and a half from Delvin Tomlinson. <laughs> the big DT, Delvin Tomlinson, with one and a half sacks. Um, and I have Zadarius Smith, but with only one. So one. we'll see. They have a good offensive line. Mm. Uh, not anymore. I just know they have Quentin Nelson. That's the only guy. Yeah, I mean, it's a decent offensive line. 
Um, Gamble. Gamble time. Harrison's Gamble is Kene Wangwu on the first return of the game. So it's not the first Vikings return of the game. The first return of the game is a 100-plus yard kickoff return touchdown. So that's what he wrote. First return of the game. So if the Colts start with the ball, his prediction is over before anyone even touches it. That's what he means. That's what it says. That's what it means. Sorry, Harrison. (laughs) Um, It's just... It's it's bold. Very bold. It could happen. You just have to... And if he comes on here on Sunday and he's complaining about how (laughs) Kene Wangwu took off for a 103-yard kick return, but it was after the Colts scored an opening drive touchdown, sorry, you wrote what you wrote. Gamble... I think the Vikings defense finally figures it out. I think something had to, some changes had to have been made at some point during this week because you were embarrassed by the Detroit Lions. Um, this team isn't trusted by anyone. They're three and a half point home favorites against a horrible Colts team. On average, when you're the home team, you're always going to be favored by at least three, three points unless you're absolutely terrible. The Vikings have six more wins than the Colts. And they are favored by, you know, realistically about half a point. So it's just it's it, it's it's embarrassing that they lost the Col- uh, to the Lions last week by double digits when you had the best offensive performance this season. Um, so I think the defense makes changes, um, and I think they have one of their better games. So I have a three leg parlay here for the defense. Uh, they hold the Colts to under 300 total yards. The Vikings have given up 400 total yards in five consecutive games. They hold the Colts to under 18 points, and they force them to turn the ball over three times. So it's not Matt Ryan turning it over. It's the Colts' offense turns the ball over at least three times. Um, My gamble is different from Hayes's. In a negative way. I hope. Yeah, that's great. Vikings will allow three 100-yard games to Michael Pittman Jr., Jonathan Taylor, and Alec Pierce. Matt Ryan will throw for 300 yards and two touchdowns with zero turnovers. <laughs> um, in the last couple of games, we've seen barely any turnovers. I think one against or two against the Jets. Other than that, barely any. Barely any sacks, not getting pressure. We played 10, 15 yards off every play. Donald Tilt has excuses for why the defense is bad, but it's just bad because we have old, slow players, and it won't get better until some drastic changes get made. Hopefully we see Carlin Barnes, a newly acquired Vikings cornerback who runs a 4.23. He will be be special teams. (laughs) That will be his job. We'll see. But... I just don't see, I think teams know how to exploit our defense, and it's not very hard to do. We've seen literally every team do it for the past couple of weeks, and it's only gotten worse. I don't see it changing. Um, And we have a lot of guys questionable to play, so we shall see. Well, we'll do a score prediction, and then let's talk injury designation. So Harrison has a Vikes win. He has them putting up 34 points. When does he not have them just exploding on offense? Um, he has them winning 34-24, so a double-digit win. Their first uh, two-score win uh, since week one. Uh, I like it. I'm predicting similar. I think the Vikings win. I think they win by two scores. Um, I have it 27-14 Vikings. 
Um, I just, I, I don't, I don't trust. I haven't seen enough from Jonathan Taylor to think he's just going to be able to run all over our, our defense. Um, I, I think if Ed Donatel wants a, wants to keep his job, you know, he needs to figure, he needs to wake up. Uh, it's a bend, don't break defense. So it, it needs to, there needs to be pressure. I think you're going to see a little more blitzing. And I think Daniel Hunter and Zadarius Smith have a really good game. I think they, I think they wake up. I think that defensive line has a good, good, solid game. Um, what was your score prediction? 27-14. Oh, okay. I have the Vikings winning 30-23. to 23. Another okay. one-score game. Vikings will put up their points and get away with it. But only winning by seven, once again, unfortunately. So what is what is the injury designation? I know Smith, I think, is set to play. He Darisaw. wasn't on that injury report at all this week. Darisaw is going to play. Yep. Darisaw will play. Dancer is once again questionable. Really? With an illness. Didn't practice at all this week. Um, Harrison Phillips was limited. Wednesday and Thursday, so he's questionable. Bradbury limited all week, so he's questionable, but I think he'll play. Uh, Daniel Hunter was questionable. Limited participant both Thursday or Wednesday and Thursday with a neck. And Patrick Jones, questionable with an illness. So A lot of defensive guys. Yeah, a ton of defensive guys. And Bradbury, I think, we need because DeForest Buckner is, would wreck Austin Schlotman. Yeah, and probably still wreck Garrett Bradbury, but Bradbury I think has a way better chance. No, I saw something yesterday where where it said O'Connell's confident most of those guys are going to be able to play. Yeah, um, we'll need we'll need them for sure defensively. What's the Colts looking like? I know you said they're banged up in the secondary. Is there any offensive stuff or defensive? Not or really. They have nothing? a no. So they're relatively healthy. They're coming off a bye. Um, so they're most likely going to be healthy. Uh, Vikings are on, you know, shorter rest, five days. Um, yeah, keys to winning, I think is to, you have, I think you have to force turnovers. Um, I think you have to pick Matt Ryan off a couple times and that's going to be providing pressure. So you're going to need Zadarius Smith and Daniel Hunter, who you paid big money to get, uh, to finally show, how this bend don't break defense is supposed to work because it's in a bend don't break defense you give up the yardage like they've done um but then you you make the big plays it's the sacks it's the strip sacks it's the hitting him under pressure that results in a you know air ball that's picked off so win the turnover battle and protect kirk 67 hits so far this season is the most in the NFL by at, at least 10, I think. Um, protect Kirk. Give him time. Um, I think this offense is going to put up a decent amount of points because I don't trust this Colts defense. I know their secondary is okay, but like you said, they're banged up. You have Jefferson. You have Hawkinson. You have Thielen. You have Osborne. You have Cook. You have Kirk. If if Bradbury and Darisaw back, you're, just, you're, you're figuring it out offensively. So I think if the defense can have under 400 yards for once. I think this could this should be the Vikings should be division champs in about 24 hours. 
Yeah, I agree. Those are all good keys. I mean, Matt Ryan is just like, you just can't let him torture you. I mean, he is just physically, like, his arm is just gone. He has no, like, zip on the ball. I mean, he's thrown, he threw three interceptions his last game, an interception the game before. They have the worst turnover differential in the league. So, like, when you're looking at it from the Vikings side, you're like, oh, it's a get right game for our defense that's been struggling. But then if you're on the Colts side, you're like, oh, it's a get right game for our offense that's been struggling because it's the worst defense in the league. So, it'll be... I think it's really important for the Vikings offense to have a good game, even though that's what we've really only relied on the whole year. Um, but yeah, just making big plays. I think Harrison Smith being back will be huge. I think a lot of those deep balls last week were a result of like blown coverages because Harrison Smith wasn't out there. Like when you see it against the Jets, like he's breaking up passes, he's everywhere. Um, I think Metellus is okay, but him and Bynum just aren't like aren't what you want in um at safeties so i think smith being back is huge hopefully daniel plays hopefully bradbury plays dantzler dantzler suck it up <laughs> take some benadryl take some advil suck it up we need you because what let's say like, caleb evans him? is on the ir do we need dantzler i like people talk about how good he is but i'm like, not saying how i don't good he is he is good. significantly better than duke shelley i want to say significantly i'd say he's definitely better Duke Shelley has has made a couple plays. He is, you know, if Bynum's hurt, but Duke Shelley like, will make a couple plays. He'll find himself a roster spot next year, and it's he's going to be the next Cam Bynum. I also Cam saw, Bynum, just, um, yeah, you go. I saw there's something that said all but one of our cornerbacks are six feet tall, which would lead you to believe we would play a lot of man, but we played man ten percent of the snaps. So, like. You have big corners, so let them, like, be physical. Let them play. Um, obviously, I understand, like, putting Patrick Peterson a little bit back and just letting him use, like, his knowledge. But you should be letting Dantzler, like, get up there and be physical because he is a much more physical player than most cornerbacks. Like, he makes tackles. But he's also pretty slow. Yeah. He's not a super fast corner, and that's the thing that... We're so thin at corner. Yeah. I think the one... Bright spot at cornerback has obviously been Patrick P, but I also think Chandon, Sul- Chandon Sullivan's been pretty decent in the slot. Um, and he stayed healthy. Yeah, he stayed healthy, and he he hasn't given up a ton of huge plays. Obviously, every now and then, but we shall see. Because if Cam Bynum doesn't play, it's going to be Duke Shelley starting as your second corner. So that's Duke Shelley guarding Alex Pierce, or most likely Michael Pittman Jr. And I... I Pittman's a big guy. Mm-hmm. Pittman's a very tall receiver, and Duke Shelley's not. And he's going to get his targets. And he's going to get his targets. So that's why I think Bynum, whatever your illness is, yeah, f- figure it out. If you've been, he's been, he has not Ooh. practiced at all. Uh, I mean, a dancer who hasn't practiced at all. Um, yeah. Like, not even limited? No. He's he was been still, both days. He was at practice on Thursday, I believe, but in a mask. And they haven't showed up anything today? I don't think they do anything for today, a game before or a day before. Well, I know they sometimes do post some injury designation. No, they don't do that. Um, I heard is, we'd hear more today. From who? Uh, from Vikings Nation. <laughs> oh, you're an idiot. Um, 
you can clinch the division. You just need to win. You just yeah. need to win. You, it's, it's, the ball is now in your court. It's been in your court. It's been in your court since last week. You lost a pathetic game to to the Lions who think they're on top of the world. First off, the Lions are making I have never seen a, the media talk about a 6-7 and seven team more. I understand they're on a 5-1 and one streak. But, I mean, they're still 6-7 and seven on the brink of the playoffs. Not even on the brink. They're like, what, two games out maybe? A game yeah. and a half? Um, when you need stuff to happen in order to make the playoffs, you're not a good team. When you I, need I other teams good. to I lose. I just don't think they're like, I think they're just, like, it's just insane how much they get talked about. You, we'll see how they do against the Jets, because the Jets defense is obviously a lot better than us. Obviously a lot better than who Detroit played the week before, Jacksonville. And they're on the road. Goff and they're on the road. It's horrible and on it's the gonna road. it's going to be, I'm sure it'll be freezing cold in New York. Yeah. Um, so hopefully... Hopefully we just win Saturday, again Saturday, um, and that way we can just not even have to worry about the Jets game. But if it comes to that, that will be a, that will just be annoying because it's just like dragging it out for longer than it has to be. Yeah, this Vikings team has four games the rest of the season against non-playoff teams, some bad teams. Um, you should win out. You should you win should out. Feel comfortable about keeping the two seed. Yeah. Even though San Francisco is like the, <laughs> apparently the best team on earth. San, Fran- San Francisco, I think, seriously, like, if you lose to the Colts, I think you, you drop out of a lot of power ranking stuff. You, talk, you drop out of a lot of talk because, you know, you have Dallas in the NFC, you have Philly in the NFC, you have San Francisco in the NFC. Um, I would say this is the worst team we've played since, like, the Bears. Yeah. Or maybe, I guess, Arizona. Because, I mean, we played Washington, then Buffalo, then Dallas, then New England, then New York, and the Lions, who are red hot, and who do have a genuinely good offense. So this should be, like, your get-right game. This should be the game that shows that you can be consistent for the whole game. It needs to be. Yeah. It has to be, I'd say. Because I I, I don't get the talk where it's like you can't fire a defensive coordinator halfway through the season. Why not? Don't even fire him. Just... Allow someone else to call the plays. I, I would love to have seen. I would love Mike to have, have KLC been there. Yeah, take Mike Patine or what? I don't whatever the hell his name there's, is. I saw there's two guys on the de- uh, defensive coaches that have eight plus years of play calling. Yeah, and I think this is Domito. I don't know what he does, but and I don't know if they could switch the defense from you know the stupid three four bend don't break garbage. So my prediction on 300 yards, thinking about it now, sucks because it just seems like they're always going to give up like 400 yards. Well, it's like just. Just, just don't call it so conservative. Like, blitz, play man. Like your defense legitimately can't get worse. It's just so beyond bad. It can't get worse. So, do what you got to do to show that you your defense can hold the worst offense in the league to less than like twenty points. You look at the Colts' wins. They beat the Chiefs week three. Good win. They won by I think three points at home. Nice job. You beat the Chiefs. Um, but they, they, they lost to Jacksonville by 24. They tied against Houston. Uh, they gave up almost 35 points to Dallas in the fourth quarter. Um, they've held their own against some teams which resulted in losses, but they've also lost to against some really bad teams. What are their wins? Denver by three. Yeah, Oakland. Barely Denver. Las Vegas by five. They beat Jacksonville. They beat Jacksonville. Like but they also got shut out by Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, Patriots stomped on them. 
they beat the Raiders, but that was also the first week Saturday got hired, and apparently all every team that gets fired in the middle of the season wins the next week. Yeah. Um, and then they just got demolished by the Cowboys in the fourth quarter. You are facing a 38, 39-year-old washed Matt Ryan, a banged-up secondary, an ESPN analyst, a not-very-good offensive line. Jonathan Taylor's a good running back, but he hasn't really been great this year. Yeah, he's, he's worse than he was last year, obviously, when he won the rushing title, so we know he can play well. The big thing, though, here, the Vikings have not beat the Indianapolis Colts since mm-hmm. 1997. Can they break that streak of losing? They got they got destroyed. When was that? Twenty twenty. Yeah. When they faced Philip Rivers and were embarrassed in Indianapolis, uh, they had a shot to clinch their way into the division at home in twenty sixteen and lost by thirty at home against the that. Colts. Um, the, the the Colts are the, this team's. I, this has to be the longest streak for the Vikings, like dating back to when they last beat a team, like maybe oh, sure. maybe New England. Another team, maybe they don't... I guess they just beat New England a couple weeks ago. But it's been... Yeah, what is that? 25 years since they last beat the Colts. End the streak. Win the division. So no one can have to worry about... Oh, another week. Another week are the Lions... It's also just a game we should win. Like, these are games we should win. We should have won last week. We should win this week. Yeah. And I think We should win win next week. We should win... Like, if you want to be a 10-3 team, play like a 10-3 team. Don't play like... Like if you want people to shut up about being frauds, beat so. on a team. Don't, don't, I hate I hate the stupid statistics where it shows all these teams and then shows the Vikings minus one point differential. Yeah. Point differential is the stupidest stat in the history of the National Football League. But it I hate shows, seeing like, it. We just get. I feel like we do get conservative, to where we or just like it's weird. It's just like a weird vibe. Like it seems like every team has at least one game where they can just beat the crap out of like even bad teams, um, but. This team cannot seem to ever it, figure it out. It's been like three years since we've beat a team by seventeen plus. <laughs> I'd love to see them like just like seriously like I don't I don't remember the last time the Vikings went, won a game like thirty eight to seven mm-hmm. or won a game like forty two to ten. Yeah, it happens though. Every like most teams can do that, and Super Bowl teams do that. You see the Niners; they have not given up more than seventeen points in two months. And you're at home. You're at home. <laughs> Um, bad so team. you're show up Vikings fans at the at US Bank destroy this trash can Indianapolis Colts team that is going to be a dumpster fire for years to come um yeah beat the bad team finally win by double digits clinch the division it could be a really really fun game and I think it will be but it, it all depends I think on the defense offense will always show up yeah so hopefully I could see it being one of those games where our offense just becomes inept. I hope not. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Well, I think with I think Dereshaw being back will be huge for our run game. I think Smith being back will be good for the bend don't break mentality where we don't allow big plays even though we do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think this is good. Yeah, this is pretty good. Well, hopefully the next time we talk about three the Vikings, in three weeks in a row we're saying this, that they are the... NFC champs for the first time since 2017, but this is Meet at the Quarterback, a Minnesota Vikings podcast. My name is Hayes. I'm Andrew. Skull.